goodbye guy kill that was probably the happiest uh, goodbye i think we've ever done to a place although the depressing part was we'd have to fly back there in about a week's time anyway but hey ho it was off to the galapagos uh, an amazing achievement something that we didn't set out to do but again thanks to budgeting etc argentinian pesos uh, we ended up being able to achieve it and to be able to go there and it's going to be the first of, of two parts on the Galapagos Islands because there are some hilarious stories uh, coming up as well. But where are the Galapagos Islands? Well, they are west of Ecuador as such, of the mainland. It's a small archipelago. They're part of Ecuador as such. They're in the Pacific Ocean. They're relatively remote and isolated, approximately six, 700 miles to the west of the, the continent of South America. And the archipelago itself consists of 13 main islands and six smaller islets or islets, however you say that word, as well. Most of it's the Galapagos. Most of it is the Galapagos National Park. It comprises, it comprises about 95, 96 percent of the landmass of the islands. Less than one percent of the islands is permanently inhabited by people, which is always good. And I can see why you know Darwin uh, absolutely loved this place. Uh, it's a phenomenal place. And we knew it was going to be good anyway, but flying into uh, the Galapagos airport, we noticed, and I can't remember exactly where this was, but we noticed that if you looked out to the left or the right, all you could see jumping in that of the water, and again, no word of a lie, as far as the eye could see, all you could see were manta rays in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. That was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. Just, just to see that, and they're huge. Even from a plane, uh, as we were heading down to land, they were absolutely ginormous. Now, as with most things, doing Galapagos on a budget, not necessarily ideal. Uh, we weren't able to go and see, uh, for example, Darwin's Arch, which no longer exists uh, because of erosion. It actually fell into uh, the ocean uh, not so long ago. But doing it on a budget, again, yeah, not ideal, but uh, there was good enough fun to be had there we checked into our hostel after getting off the plane and paying up a hundred pound tourist fee a hundred dollars tourist fee we ended up in puerto Ayora. stayed there for a couple of nights in the hostel and that's where we were speaking to the owner of the hostel and trying to work out the best plan now there's a few main islands as i said but in order to get boats between the islands like commercial boats between the islands you've got isla isabella uh, isla santa cruz which is where we were and then Isla de, de San Cristobal. And we worked it out that what we could do is not on the day we arrived, but this is what the lady at the hostel uh, advised us. She said, well, you can get a boat over to uh, the Isla Isabella for a couple of nights, then get the boat back to Isla Santa Cruz in the morning, wait in Isla Santa Cruz for a few hours, go back, then go to Isla de San Cristobal, stay there for a couple of nights, then come back again to Isla Santa Cruz, stay here for one more night, and then get the plane the following day. She said, you'll see an awful lot. Uh, the boats take about two and a half hours between each island. You could fly on private plane, but that was way too much. So she advised that that was a thing to do. So that's exactly what we did. We spent that afternoon uh, booking, up, booking up our accommodation, having a walk around uh, the little town of Puerto Ayora. And that's where the first a fun incident happened. Uh, so we were at the, near the um, Parque de San Francisco. We were having a look round, and we knew there's a fish market right next to it. The fish market was there, the guy was you know, busy 
chopping up everything he was doing. And there was always a seal, as we were told, a seal would, the same seal would come up. He knew when feeding time was, because he knew when the, the fisherman, you know, chucked out his, his drags as such. And then out of nowhere, uh, a pelican turns up. Now, if you've never seen a pelican before, they're pretty, pretty mean looking things. Uh, the size of their beak is pretty big. They're not to be messed with. And we tried getting a photo with said pelican. Um, Aaron was quite sensible. Aaron stood quite further away. Got a little photo with the pelican in the background and, and the seal. Happy days. Me being me, I didn't want to get too close to the pelican. You know, we're in the Galapagos. You're there to respect nature, admire it, not get too involved in it. But in my quest of getting within good camera shot of the pelican, what I was accidentally doing was I was going too near the fish. I was going too near the fisherman. I was going too near to the fish. That startled the pelican somewhat, who then proceeded to start flapping its wings and chase after me down the road. Still maintained to this day, the sight of me bombing it down the road, being chased by a pelican, is probably comedy gold. And also, Aaron and myself maintain, in my lifetime, I have never moved faster in my life. Never, ever, ever have I moved faster in my life than when I was on the Isla Santa Cruz in the Galapagos being chased by a pelican because I was supposedly eyeing up his dinner. <laughs> fun, fun times. Other things to get used to that took a bit of time to get used to are the fact that you just be walking around and there's literally animals everywhere. Again, your seals, bloody pelicans. It's still, still don't like pelicans to this day, actually. Dangerous bastards. Pelicans, yeah, uh, iguanas, you know, every, you know, just walking across the street, you know, you have to be extra careful when you're walking, also when you're driving, if you're driving around there as well, loads of different things to get used to. But that evening, we just enjoyed a, a meal in one of the local, um, in one of the local shacks, uh, fresh seafood, surprise, surprise, and they were good times. The following day, we decided to go to a giant tortoise reserve. Again, we were following Lonely Planet, we knew, we knew where we needed to go, we needed to go to El Chato, which is a giant tortoise reserve the lonely planet was was almost adamant that there'd be public transport to get there we weren't sure but we we tried following it anyway went to the main road waited for about 20 minutes decided that there was going to be no bus to this uh reserve maybe that's a bit of naivety on our behalf i don't know uh and then went back into town organized a guided tour for the day got it for about 35 dollars which again given where we were what we were doing uh, we hadn't necessarily budgeted for it, but we decided yeah, it's a bit stupid not to. It's a bit stupid to be here than not to go and see giant tortoises. And we headed up to the reserve, uh, El Chato. Um, thankfully, uh, our Spanish was very good by this stage. So the conversation we had with the the cab driver, who doubled up as a tour guide, uh, very informative, very useful. We understood probably about eighty percent of what he was saying, and we went for a walk around this giant tortoise reserve for a couple of hours. We we're following in his footsteps we were you know meandering around uh, looking at all the exciting things looking at giant tortoise poo as you do looking at you know their tracks where they're going believe it or not despite their size they are quite difficult to spot especially when they're in the the foliage and fauna um, and surrounded by greenery uh, it's quite difficult to spot them with their natural camouflage but that being said after a little while of meandering around and learning a lot more about giant tortoises we came across we came across one now i've had this conversation with many people before 
when they say, well, how big is a giant? How big can a giant tortoise possibly be? Can't be that big. My friends, fucking huge. It's in the name. They are massive, absolutely massive. They can get a bit of a shift on as well. Not going to lie. I mean, you know, not exactly zooming at 100 miles per hour, but they can get a bit of a shift on given their size. I mean, these things can live up to you know, a couple of hundred years old if, if necessary. They're incredible, incredible creatures. Now, of course, what we liked about the tour guide and you know, we, we'd heard rumours about this in the Galapagos. Some tour guides, you know, get up close and personal with the animals for no reason. Our tour guide was very well reserved, very respective of, of the tortoises. And so were we as a result of that. And we felt that that was a great approach to have. You know, you see all these photos of people like, I don't know, sitting on a tortoise or, you know, these sorts of things. Not very pleasant. I'm not a massive nature lover myself. I hold my hands up to that. I'm not a great animal person. But to see these giant tortoises in the flesh, I think you, know, you should have a bit of respect for them. Anyway, I'll get off that little eco high horse. These things are absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. They look quite lazy, uh, but they do shift around quite a bit as well. Uh, we were following one for about half an hour. It was just, you know, trundling around. Now, it turns out, um, on a side note, I watched a recent video, uh, tortoises hunt. Uh, there was a video, I think it was in, I'm feeling it was in the Seychelles, and it's the first ever known recording of a giant tortoise hunting. It basically snapped the, this neck of a bird and ate it. You don't see all of that on the video, but you do see it kill, kill the bird, uh, which is incredibly entertaining because I don't think anyone thought that tortoises would do that, but they do. Interesting stuff, interesting stuff. So we had great fun on the, the tortoise uh, reserve there. Uh, one of the fun things that we could do at the end, and they had a little museum at the end of, of the reserve, which was cool, uh, giving a history about the giant tortoises, different types, different you know species, etc. There was an empty giant tortoise shell that you could get in, you know, little sort of pose for a photo type thing. Remarkably, absolutely remarkably, and I'm not the smallest person in the world, I think I could have got about four of me inside that shell. It was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I can sit here and give you all the words and all the superlatives as I try to do on the travel podcast episodes. Yet, sometimes words just won't do these things justice. Google it. These things are absolutely massive. And they're incredibly entertaining to watch as well. Probably why I want to end up uh, getting a tortoise at some point. Possibly not a giant one because you need a lot of outdoor space, uh, I think, for it. But yeah, I love tortoises. Uh, absolutely brilliant creatures. By the way, if you touch a tortoise, do wash your hands afterwards because they are a natural carrier of salmonella. Fun fact for you. Tortoise reserve done. We headed back into headed up, headed back into town, and we couldn't quite believe what we saw when we got back. We'd been told of a street where you could go down and, and get fresh lobster. I shit you not for four dollars. I think any food that you have to use a hammer to get into is is pretty good at the best of times. We went down to the road uh, to get fresh lobster. And who did we bump into? We bumped into Mark and Jess. Yeah, the same Mark and Jess from Buenos Aires. The same Mark and Jess from Cusco. Happened to be in the Galapagos at the exact same time as we were. We couldn't quite believe it when we all saw each other. I think there's a few uh, swear words of, of surprise uh, of surprise uh, given out by all of us. I couldn't quite believe it. And we all nestled down and 
and basically ate lobster uh, for the evening and had a couple of beers. And yeah, fresh lobster, $4, a couple of beers, like a dollar each. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, probably the three best words in the Spanish language, menu del dia, menu of the day. Absolute genius. Uh, if you're ever around in, in Latin America, do take advantage of a menu del dia. You're going to get a very filling two, three course meal and it's going to be relatively inexpensive. So I do recommend you take uh, advantage of that. After having a few beers with Mark and Jess, we sort of outlined the plans that we had for, for the Galapagos. Uh, they turns out they it turned out they were on a budget too. So we all agreed to do the same trips, basically. Uh, they'd only just arrived, so we let them be for the evening. And then we walked down to uh, Galapagos Beach at Tortuga Bay, uh, done some snorkeling, uh, bits and bobs like that. Saw loads of different, you know, I, don't know, I guess geckos and different, you know, iguanas, lizards, all these sorts of things. Uh, just crawling around on the beach, having a good old laugh. So we had a good walk around there. Other thing we did whilst on the, the first island, uh, Santa Cruz, we popped off and went to the Charles Darwin Scientific Station. Uh, that's almost like... Uh, I, I want to say nature reserve. That's probably not the best way to describe it, given you know, most of the islands and, and nature reserves. But it was just a Charles Darwin scientific station, research station, and they had very rare animals in there. I think there was uh, the Galapagos iguana, which I believe is bright orange. A wonderful thing to see. They were breeding them to get them repopulated to put them back, you know, out into out into the wild. We also had lobster again uh, the following day because you know we had to. And that's pretty much part one of. The Galapagos. We've landed. We've you know landed on on uh, or ended up in Isla Santa Cruz, the, the main island. We've been given our instructions for what to do for for our week here. We knew we knew what we had to do. We knew where we were going to go. It was just a case of you know enjoying everything as we could, and we knew that we'd head off to the Isla Isabella where we would do a couple of boat tours when we were there, and that's where we're going to pick up on the next episode part two of the Galapagos. Join us when we go to Isla Isabella and the Isla de San Cristobal. Hasta luego.